Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Healing Life Wisdom Radio. I'm your host, Tiffany Windsor. Coming up on this episode, my first guest is my sister, Candice Licione, and we will be discussing the book, The Secret Language of Your Body by Ina Siegel. This is one of the most life-transforming books to add to your library. Next up is Juliana Jules Avalar, who will be discussing frankincense, her favorite essential oil. Candace and I will return to discuss artificial sweeteners. And to wind up this show, we will join in a roundtable discussion about today's topics and we'll take live calls with questions from our listeners. Do you have a notepad and pen handy? If not, go grab them because there's a lot of information that we will be sharing. Plus, if you want to call in, take down this number, 929-477-3082. But don't call yet. That's our live call-in number to use during our roundtable discussion later in the show. Once again, 929-477-3082. Don't go away. Healing Life Wisdom will be right back. the first books that brought an amazing new awareness to me in my wellness journey was the Heal Your Body book by Louise Hay, which was originally published in May 1976 and gives insights on the mental causes for physical illnesses. My sister Candice Licione is here tonight to talk about the next generation of that book. I'm delighted to welcome Candice Licione. Hi, Candice. Hi, Tiffany. I'm delighted to be here to share this information about emotions and your health tonight. I so want to introduce you. Okay, sorry. Well, and I don't remember, did you first, um, did you introduce me to this book or did I introduce it to you? The I first believe book, I introduced it to book. you. Okay. <laughs> I don't okay. know where I came across it, but um, I started with all the metaphysical things a little before everybody else in the family. So I, I want to think that I found it somewhere. Okay, good. Wanted to set that straight. <laughs> okay. It was a, it's, a great, it's a great book. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I interrupted That's you. Okay. That's okay. I want to introduce you to a wonderful book by Inna Siegel titled The Secret Language of Your Body. This book gives the emotional reasons for your health issues. Symptoms are your body's way of getting your attention and sending you signs and messages that something isn't right. Your symptoms offer revealing insight into what your body and psychic needs to be balanced and to be in good health. But first, I want to talk a little bit about the forerunner to this book. Louise Hay wrote a book called Heal Your Body back in the 80s, where she catalogs the mental causes for physical illness. This life, sorry, this book changed my life as it backed up the way my mother had raised us. When we were sick when we were little, she would ask, what's your bad thought? That seemed very normal to me at the time because it was all I knew. But I did think about it when I got older as to how that might really work. Once I read this book, I totally understood the body-mind connection and where my mother was actually coming from. Louise Hay was asked why she didn't update this book as the new diseases started showing up, and she said that she felt that 
the disease that diseases were based on two patterns, fear and anger, and that all illnesses came from those emotions. Tiffany, I know you loved the Louise Hay book as much as I did. Do you have any insights to add to that? Well, I, I do have insights, and it's actually it's um, an endorsement that Jack Canfield have, and you may know him as the co-author of the Chicken Soup for the Soul series and the author of the Success Principles. And he actually wrote an introduction to the new book, Ina Siegel's book, which, but it steps back also into Louise Hayes' book, and it says. This book teaches you how to listen to the messages your body gives and leads you step-by-step to create great health through simple but effective healing methods and principles. I remember when I first read that book, of course, um, there was an issue that I was dealing with, and it was hypothyroidism, which I'd had since I was 16. When I read that book, it changed my life because I read the emotional issues behind that, and it was spot on as to when the thyroid issues were first diagnosed for me. Right. I uh, I remember that time, and I remember um, how helpful it was, and I've noticed that everyone that we've ever used, the Louise Hay book and even this, this new book, um, really understands that the emotional issues, once it's pointed out to them, um, Inna Siegel's book takes the same path as Louise Hay's book with so much more information, though. She includes all the new mystery diseases we are dealing with now, like lupus, fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue. The list of new diseases is endless. She's compiled very comprehensive information about the emotional and mental causes of illnesses. Her book is a valuable resource as it lists diseases and issues by the ailment, by the part of the body affected, and by the body system. She has affirmations and information on how to release your negative emotions. Um, I know that you're familiar with this book, Tiffany, and um, I just wonder if you found it to be as helpful as you work with people that come into you for health advice as I have. Oh, a- absolutely. Uh, what I found with so many people, it's so much easier to just put a label on a disease and leave it at that and not do work that you can do when you have these tools to listen to your body, tune in, and learn the emotions and the fears that you're holding on to, it's, uh, it, it can be very challenging for most people. Yeah, that's right. It's very challenging, and this is so helpful, and I think it gives them somewhere to start to help their own healing. Uh, when I had my herb shop back in the 1990s, I discovered as I worked with people on their health issues that they all had a core issue, which was the basis of their health issues. Most of them didn't need any herbs at all, but needed to work on their emotional issues. Once they knew what the core issue was and worked on it, their health improved. I'm an empath, and people just feel safe to unload all their emotional issues and life problems with me, and I'm so glad to have the tools of these two books to help me um, help them. I'm always amazed that most people have no idea that what is wrong in their lives affects their health. I think people think illness just falls out of the sky and they need to go to the doctor and he can fix it. We all need to take control of our bodies back and we need to catch disease on the whisper, not the shout. Your body's always talking to you and you're not listening. When you don't listen to your body, your body adds more symptoms till it has your attention. The beauty of this book is it helps you understand the emotional issues behind your health problems so you can begin to do your healing. Uh, 
I know, t- t- Tiffany, this week that we had mentioned um, that a lot of people were talking about having uh, migraines recently. And, right. um, and this is a great book to look into that. Um, I don't know uh, how it came up in your life this week, but. Well, a uh, family member, and I'm actually going to talk about that a little bit later in the show, okay. and uh, a lot of people that seem to be in my circles um, deal uh, with really debilitating migraines. So what does Ina say about that? Um, according to Ina's book, um, it's about control, pressure, seriousness, perfectionism, overcommitting yourself, great need for love and approval, extreme guilt and anxiety, conflict with yourself and other people, self-nourishment, feeling angry and annoyed with others. Um, she also has a segment on that, on issues that have to do with anything to do with your head. And the emotional reasons for that are feeling angry, frustrated, judgmental, self-critical, pig-headed, stuck in the limited way of thinking, being resistant to change, and overwhelmed by perfectionism. I think that sums up a lot of the issues that I know that people that do have migraines. There's a lot of problems with perfectionism going on. And what's always interesting to me in, in talking to other people about this is they don't see that in themselves, but we sitting on the outside do see some of those characteristics. And it isn't until you bring them up that they even start thinking about it. Right. You know, they sit there and, and not, not aware, and then we can see, and then we kind of watch them as they're doing it. And I say when I'm talking to people, they always tell me what their health issues. They speak it. You know, somebody's a pain in my neck. Somebody's a pain in my head. Oh, this person does this, or this life situation is giving me a pain somewhere. They're always talking about their health, but they're not hearing what they're saying. So when we are talking to people, I tend to to keep a pad of paper there and write down the words, and then I give them back to them at the end, and they're absolutely amazed at what they've told me. Right. So when you just listen to someone, you can help them a lot by just kind of repeating back what they're already saying. Right. And generally nobody's allowing these people to talk. They're not talking mm-hmm. this. You don't go to the doctor, you don't get any talking. <laughs> you get seven minutes of something and, and on your way. But they need someone to talk to. They need to talk it out to realize that, that they have the issue. And as you can point out things that they're saying back to them, then they can start to understand where they're coming from and what they're doing in their life that they're definitely not aware of. Um, and so as you mentioned, uh, I'm actually looking at this book. I have the Kindle version. And <laughs> you had mentioned that this book, lists its different sections by ailments, by body part, by color, and body system. So the color aspect is new from the uh, Louise Hay book. I don't recall that she did anything with color. I don't think she did anything color, and she didn't have, because there's beautiful, um, like, affirmations in here. If you get into um, the migraine section, um, Yep, so, so read as an example what, what an affirmation might be. Um, I'm just, oh, I opened there? the head. So the affirmation for head okay. Okay. is um, imagine that there's a lid on top of your head, which you can open and look inside. When you do, what do you see? Is it light or dark in there? Imagine there's a light globe inside your head. If it's turned off, turn it on. Allow the light to move through your whole head as you focus on breathing deeply and relaxing even further. And then she says, say, divine healing intelligence, I ask you to release all the overwhelming frustrations, judgments, self-criticism, 
perfectionism, and stuckness from my head, as well as all points of view, all patterns, and the positive and negative charges that contribute to this condition. Repeat the word clear until you feel a shift occur. And there's more on that page of that couple more of those kind of, to me it's an affirmation, but it's giving you something to do with and and engaging you in in helping yourself do this by talking to to divine healing intelligence and saying you're one to release all this stuff. And then I love the thing where she reports clear, because that's like the the power word, clear. You're supposed to just say clear over and over again until you feel that shift occur. What I want everyone to know tonight is that there are other choices if you feel like you're at the end of the, your, your rope or at the beginning of your rope uh, <laughs> in your healing journey. There are other choices that you can look into. And uh, what I found on these journeys is not everything suits everyone. It's, it becomes very custom for each person. And, and so, but this is a book and that you will use forever. It will be something that you will keep in your library forever. And then as you can help other people as you're on your healing journey also. Right. One thing I also want to recommend in these books is if you have children and your children have issues, this is so helpful to go in and see the emotional reason that is behind, like if your child had a migraine. Then you could start dealing with the child or educating the child towards not being so, trying to be so perfect or self-critical or whatever the other uh, things were for, for migraines. But I think it's so helpful. I found it so helpful when my son was growing up that if he had something, I could sit and talk to him. And it's like, you know, if you have an earache, what do you want to hear? What's going on in your life that's upsetting you? Let's talk about it. I think it's very, very helpful. Well, the interesting thing when I was growing up is I had a lot of sore throats, and I always felt very invisible, like I couldn't speak up. I was the fourth out of five children. So <laughs> as you look back on that, it makes total sense. Right. As, as it relates to this type of um, book and, and system and, and protocol. Yeah, and it gives you a good dialogue with your children on a wholly, totally different level than you would normally be, you know, communicating with them and helps them to understand that, you know, what they're feeling is, is going to being reflected in their health and then you can help heal them too. So this is a wonderful oh. book and like you said, it should, everyone should have one in their house. So as we're wrapping up, what I want to put out to our listeners is that if you're listening live to the show tonight, if you'd like to call in later in the show during the roundtable and ask about perhaps some other illnesses, then Candace has the book ready to uh, to talk to you about that. So um, be sure that you – I'm going to give the number in just a moment. Uh, but call in if you have some questions about that. would be great. We hope to hear from some listeners. We do. Candace, thank you so much, and I will be talking to you in just a little while. Okay, thank you. As I mentioned, Candace will be returning later in the show for the roundtable, and also she's going to join me to talk about artificial sweeteners. If you didn't have a chance yet to write down our live call-in number, or if you're just joining us, once again, it's 929-477-3082. Don't go away. Healing Life Wisdom will be right back. Last week, my next guest and I talked about our shared love of essential oils, and tonight she returns to talk about one of her favorites, frankincense. 
I'm delighted to welcome my dear friend, Juliana Jules Avalar. Hi, Jules. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Hello. I'm over here just cracking up because as Candy is talking, I'm once again visualizing being at her home, sitting at the table overlooking the pool. Um, we were chit-chatting. Something came up about me having chronic bladder infections, and in the same breath, I'm talking about how pissed off I was at my deck, okay? So I look back on that now, and I was so mad at, at and, okay, so I'm talking about the wood deck that I had at my Jersey house, and for some reason, I was so pissed off at it, and I just, I'm busting up because I thought, man, if people could just sit with the two of you in a room, they will never, ever, ever leave. <laughs> because it never dawned on me until that moment that I was getting, that my anger at these things um, was literally creating these chronic bladder infections. And I have right. to tell you, I don't, I don't even consciously remember the last time I had one because... And and I'm talking about like years and years and years of having bladder infections, and then and then that moment with the two of you, and um, and I too am a huge Louise uh, Hay fan, and I can't wait to um, check out this new book because I it, it feels like there's more yumminess and more ways that uh, I could probably even learn how to incorporate some of the oils. With. Right. So it would yeah. be absolutely yeah. perfect. So absolutely. Well, thank you for sharing. Thank you to you and Candy for changing <laughs> so much in my life. <laughs> well, and you know, that's what this is all about. Healing Life Business is about learning new ideas and sharing them. Mm -hmm. And so you talking about your experiences, someone's going to be listening tonight and say, wait a minute. You know, yeah. am I mad at my deck, my wood deck? And I yeah. go, what, 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 you know, do you realize how <sighs> those emotional issues can so really affect your health and it's just um and and in an instant in a change of your thinking there's a healing that that yeah. can take place so yes yes so anyway and you know i do um as i mentioned last week during the radio show you know these essential oils came into my life about uh, a year plus a few months ago and my acupuncturist friend tara had said that she was going to, you know, add these to her, her plethora of things that she was doing and offering. And I thought, oh my goodness, that sounds so delicious. Um, and it wasn't too long after that, that I was in one of the Facebook groups. And I noticed that people were talking about taking frankincense. And I really wanted to add something to my, um, to help me, you know, to help just to feel better. And I am not a big fan of going to the doctor. Um, I don't, I just don't do that. And, and so I thought, well, gosh, if all these people are trying or doing it and they've had success, then I'm going to do it. So I actually have been taking um, frankincense under the tongue for over a year now. And um, it's just been, incredible. You know, I've been healthy. Um, 
I've used it for inflammation. So for instance, uh, when my ankle has hurt on occasion, I will put a layer of frankincense down and, um, and then some other oils. And it's just amazing how well it works. It's beautiful aromatically, topically, and it's um, perfect for internal use, which, like I said, I've been doing for um, over a year now, two drops under the, the tongue. And what I found so interesting when, when Candace um, started talking about the migraines, I remember not too long ago reaching out to a friend who um, is what we would call an upline <laughs> in the business. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's just a sweetheart. I love Beth. And um, I said, I'm having, I don't know what's going on, but you know, I'm, I'm, what would you do for a migraine? And she was like, well, two, two drops of frankincense. And um, if you have copaipa, you could do some copaipa too on top of the tongue and then press up to the roof. And I was like, well, I'm already taking Frank under the tongue. And she said, yeah, but if you put it on top of the tongue, press it up towards the roof of, of the mouth, it immediately spreads um, and goes, you know, starts conquering the migraine. And I was like, okay, well, you know, I'm going to try that. And I did. (laughs) And I was like, oh, my heck. I was shocked. I could not believe that it actually worked. Um, And uh, so, you know, and, and not only is frankincense just this amazing essential oil, but the way that it is cultivated. Um, and again, just full disclosure, I am a doTERRA wellness advocate. Um, I chose to be a part of that company's essential oil uh, team because, you know, I did a, a lot of research. I've, I've been using the product for over a year now. I really have learned a lot about the company and, and how they source their products. And so for me, that is my choice. Um, I would highly recommend that you do your own research um, and, and discover for yourself what, um, you know, what, what brand you would want to go to. Obviously, I'm going to tell you doTERRA because I've done all the homework and I, I believe in the company and the way that they're sourcing this product. And if you're going to be putting it into your body, you need to make sure that, you know, it's okay. Um, so the frankincense comes from the resin of several different trees in Africa. And, um, you know, it is referred to as the king of oils. And in fact, it's in the Bible, like numerous times, you know, frankincense and mirth were actually oils, um, that were used way back when and talked about in the Bible. So they have like this history of healing. Um, you know, so I, I was really drawn to that and I love it. You know, my mother started um, using it and that was one of her things. She was like, Oh, well, yeah, as a young girl, you know, I remember reading about that in the Bible and I thought, Oh, wow. You know, that's, that's super cool. But um, so anyway, so, so frankincense is referred to as the king of oils, but, I also like to refer to it as, you know, the reason, another reason why it's so amazing is that the queens make it 
so magical because the resin is harvested by these women in these very small villages where they would have no opportunity where doTERRA has gone into and um, created jobs and, and built schools and provided water. And so you have, I mean, just, just imagine these women, you know, who have had nothing, nothing. And, and they're harvesting this, this essential oil and they're a part of all the magic and the love that goes in to the bottle. And then you have this bottle in your hand and you're putting this oil on your body and you're putting it in your diffuser and you're, you're taking it internally. And I, I just, I, ah, I get a little teary eyed when I think about it because, you know, these women haven't had much and, and to know that I'm supporting something and, and, and I'm benefiting from it too, you know, my health and sharing it with my family. And uh, anyway, so <laughs> I don't, I also don't love, make me cry too. I know, I know. And that's <laughs> but it why is. It's, I just, it's, so cool. it's very touching because that's when we, when you first brought me to doTERRA, that's, it really struck a chord in me about how they are helping people all over the world who yeah. are employing resourcing. So that's just one little part of, of the that's whole journey. Exactly. And, and just one oil out of, you know, a hundred and something now. But right. um, I think that if a person is, is wanting an oil that's really going to help them in a hundred different ways. In fact, I know that there's a, there's something out there. One of our other uplines did a hundred different, uses um, for frankincense, but, uh, you know, I've applied it to my face. If I have any type of like uh, blemish or something, you know, that, um, you know, I'm, I'm wondering, okay, well, what is that? Um, my, let's see, my mother's ex-husband, she turned him on to frankincense and he's been using it on his scalp because he has that, um, Oh heck, the um, I can't remember the name of it. But anyway, he had like a really dry, itchy scalp, so mm-hmm. he's been using it for that. And um, you know, I have also put a drop in my hand at times, rubbed it together, and then put it on very lightly on Marlon Brando's coat uh, for healing. Um, you need to. My- to let everybody know who Marlon Brando is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Marlon Brando is my adorable little French bulldog who, um, God bless him, has. <laughs> yeah, I see. See your dogs and, are back And my there. dogs are responding. <laughs> yeah. To you talking about it's your so dog. Cute. Sorry, everyone. I have that's two cute. rescues and uh, they're very vocal <laughs> tonight. Yeah, that's so funny. Um, so, yeah. So, it. <laughs> The frankincense is definitely um, one of my definite musts. I probably go through a bottle of it every three months. The 15 uh, 15 ml bottle has probably 250 drops, I believe. So it's one of the higher priced oils. But when you compare that to 
your health management and if you're if you're really supporting yourself and you're um, you're really wanting to do self care and you know because see for me I I just don't this whole health insurance thing I've talked about it before it just blows my mind when I meet a family. And they're like, yeah, you know, our premium is $1,600 a month or $2,000 a month. I'm, go- I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> That's a mortgage right. payment. What do you mean? So for me, using these products and getting to know them and, and really understanding how they work with the body, it's so important um, to know that I can go for my frankincense if I have any type of head tension to know that if my joint pain in my ankle starts to act up, I can use frankincense to know that if I have any type of a cut, um, you know, I can put some frankincense on it. If my scalp is dry, I can put some frankincense on it. Um, You know, the list just goes on and on and on. So there's powerful essence in, you know, the frankincense and, um, or as so loving, you know, we all like to call it Frank. <laughs> you know, right. have you had your Frank today? But, um, yeah. So it's definitely, you know, if you can, if you're looking for that one oil that you can use for a lot of different reasons, um, frankincense is definitely the first one that I would probably recommend to you. Um, I do offer free one-on-one consultations to discuss, you know, your health goals so that we can determine if indeed you would start off with something like that, um, you know, whatever, whatever it is that you might need support with. And um, yeah. So good. Good. Yeah. I just, I think it's really, it's, you've got to have frankincense in your, in your essential oil arsenal. <laughs> I know you, you, uh, it'll be interesting to see what your top 10 are, because I know we're going to be talking about that over the next, next weeks, I think one yeah. each week and, and one how to add. Week. And we certainly, those who use essential oils all the time, we definitely have our favorites. So um, my little story about frankincense actually was a big, big deal for me because I do not use Western medicine. Um, I always prefer to do prayer work or alternative mm-hmm. medicine. And I had had a, a tooth that had been bothering me honestly for years and years and years. And it got to the point where I had to have an emergency extraction a few months ago. And uh, so I immediately started supporting it uh, with frankincense. And when I went back for my one week checkup, the dentist was like, he just went, Oh my God. And I thought, Oh no, he says, I've never seen anything heal so fast. Oh my God. He didn't ask me what I used and I didn't offer, but, um, so th- I had a beautiful, quick healing uh, through using frankincense, uh, the doTERRA frankincense essential oil with my tooth extraction. So yeah. um, I, I can definitely vouch for it for my, um, my healing with that. Yeah, it's, it's, really, it's really incredible. And I know like midday, if I haven't taken it yet, I'm like, oh, my gosh, because usually it's the first thing I do when I get up. Um, you know, if I'm, if I'm stuffy at all, I put a little peppermint and wild orange in the palm of my hands and I'll breathe that in to clear my sinuses. Um, and then I do my two drops of frankincense under the tongue. I'm also a huge cheerleader of copaipa, which is something we'll definitely talk about along the way. 
and I put that under my tongue. But just like you, Tiffany, I really am not, um, you know, I just, uh, I, I, uh, how do I say this? You know, uh, Western medicine for me has just gradually over many years just not been my go-to. You know, I don't want to be um, stuffed <laughs> with all of these different drugs and 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 I I really want to do the work. So through okay, what you know, why was I getting all those bladder infections? Why was I pissed off at my deck? You know, how silly is that? You yes. know, let's be real here. And um, you know, just like the the joint pain that I was having in my ankle for a while. You know, well, that whole area down there is about moving forward. What am I afraid of? You know, why can't I, what's going on? Why can't I put one foot in front of the other? Why can't I move forward? What's holding me back? What's the fear? And so I love the idea of sitting with whatever is happening in my body and really using all the different tools that both you and Candace and um, others have brought to the forefront and and really working on that because I don't want to be mad I don't want to be pissed off I I don't you know I don't like to be in pain or having migraines I want to you know I want to accomplish things during the day and if you feel like crap then you know you simply cannot do that so it's great to have these options and and it's by no means not telling people, oh, don't do Western medicine, because, you know, you have to do what's comfortable for you. Um, for me, I have loved learning about alternative and holistic ways to help support myself. Right. It's all about, it's all about wellness. So we all have to take different mm-hmm. paths. And we want to yeah. tell you that, that there are possibly some other ways to to help yeah. support your wellness. So Jules, that. I don't know if you saw that I sent you a link earlier that I did put up a blog post at healinglifewisdom.com where you yeah. wrote about frankincense and there's one, two, three, four, five different links that you have offered in that blog oh, post. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's going to let everyone know how they can reach you and mm-hmm. uh, what other links do we have here? Okay. So there's my, um, there's my website. And you can find that um, a lot of people out there know me that I'm the mama of the Jewel Loom, which is a portable beading loom. And so obviously JewelLoom.com comes straight to me and I have a page dedicated to essential oils on that website. Um, I also have a join now and save my doTERRA page. And basically that takes you to my page that belongs to doTERRA. Um, But as you start to go through there, you'll see that it's, you know, you got my face on there. And so if you wanted to sign up for your own wholesale account, excuse me, um, that is the page that would take you, you know, to my sponsorship page, et cetera. Um, But as I mentioned, I do offer those free one-on-ones. And I think it's, um, well, it's beneficial <laughs> and it's free and you get me um, to, to talk to you about your health goals. The co-impact sourcing is just um, one of the biggest reasons why I just love doTERRA so much because I, I love hearing about how 
in our own country and in countries throughout the world, how they're making a difference. And um, when they do the co-impact sourcing, it basically is cutting out the middle guy who, you know, in some cases was taking money from the farmers and the farmers weren't really benefiting and you just didn't really know what was happening. And so the co-impact sourcing just really brings the partnership between doTERRA and the farmer, which I think is just a beautiful thing. Um, there's also a link for the frankincense products, so you can read up more on that. And then there's a link to the beautiful video that will probably, you'll probably shed a tear or two because it's just so heartfelt. And um, they talk about, you know, how the oil is harvested and the beautiful queens that, you know, are putting it all together for us and, and blessing it and so, yeah, so there's, there's those um, links. And, Perfect. yeah, so I think that's, that's about it. And, and there is a little thing for you to fill out if you're interested in a free one-on-one, and that'll come to me. And uh, then we can set up a schedule, a time to, to talk. Well, thank you so much for sharing your mm-hmm. information on frankincense. And it really is a beautiful essential oil. Yes, it is. Very powerful. All right. Thanks, Jules. Okay. You're welcome. Jules will return later during our roundtable discussion. Our live call-in number during that segment, once again, is 929-477-3082. Call in and ask Jules about essential oils. We'd love to hear your questions. More Healing Life Wisdom in just a moment. Don't go away. On the path to wellness, it's really important to be educated in your food choices. So many people don't realize all the unhealthy additives that can be found in foods labeled as diet. I'm inviting my sister Candace Lichione back on the line to talk about artificial sweeteners. Hey, Candace. Hi, Tiffany. Uh, this is an issue that we deal with every day at my shop as we try to educate people on reading labels. So this is, should be very interesting for everyone to... Um, think about so i'm going to jump in and i've got i don't know a couple minutes of kind of history um on this topic and last week i actually thought we were going to talk about aspartame and fluoride but once i started putting all of my research together i thought we need to spend just today talking about aspartame so we're surrounded by so many toxins in our everyday life these days how do you, you navigate through all the information in order to make informed decisions? First of all, as we say all the time, you must educate yourself. I try to be diligent to know what I'm putting into my body and onto my skin. And honestly, it's a lot of work to keep yourself informed, but there are definitely a lot of sources online. And we're going to be a source for you also and share whatever knowledge that we've gathered throughout the years. So let's first talk about the history of aspartame. I found this very interesting. It was discovered in 1965 by a chemist who had synthesized aspartame for use in assessing an anti-ulcer drug. He discovered its sweet taste when he licked his finger to pick up a piece of paper. The aspartame was on his finger and voila, an artificial sweetener was discovered. 
1980, the FDA convened a public board of inquiry consisting of independent advisors charged with examining the purported relationship between aspartame and brain cancer. This board of inquiry concluded aspartame does not cause brain damage, but it recommended against approving aspartame at that time, citing unanswered questions about cancer in laboratory rats. In the early 1980s, though, the FDA commissioner approved aspartame for use in dry goods. In 1983, the FDA further approved aspartame for use in carbonated beverages and for use in other beverages, baked goods, and confections in 1993. In 1996, the FDA removed all restrictions from aspartame, allowing it to be used in all foods. I wanted to talk about aspartame tonight because a family member recently had an aha moment with me. And uh, first of all, I want to go back to the 1980s when I first remembered hearing about aspartame from my sisters. Candace. <laughs> Um, I know it was big news back in the 80s, but I don't remember the details. <laughs> but I do mm-hmm. remember people starting to have health issues, and at, with some research, I, it turned out to be aspartame. Um, I learned more about um, the poisons and the food additives from going to herbal conferences when I uh, had my one herb shop in the 90s, and um, where some herbalists sat there and read labels to us of things from the health food store and how bad the additives were even in the food in the health food store. So that was the beginning of the the education process. So, of course, we had all seen those pink and blue and yellow artificial sweetener packages at every restaurant. But at that time, I took that information away when you told me that you and Heidi were getting headaches and you had figured out it was from the aspartame. And then years later, I somehow started using one of those artificial sweeteners to sweeten my tea and bam, right away, headaches, and went back in my head, and I put two and two together, and I remembered what you had said, and I stopped the artificial sweeteners, and my headaches never returned. Um, I know you've been mentioning that the aspartame came up recently in conversation um, with one of our family members, and uh, just wondered what what the basis of (laughs) the conversation was. Yeah, so it did come up. So... um, a family member experienced yet another massive migraine. Um, This family member, I would say, gets really heavy-duty migraines several times a month. And I asked her to think back to what she had been consuming in the days before and because I sensed something in her diet had to be triggering her migraines. And she couldn't think of anything. She said, no, you know, I'm I'm a vegetarian. I, I um, I eat clean. And at first she couldn't pinpoint anything at that discussion and it wasn't until a week later when I received a text stating that she just realized that the Fresca soft drinks that she was drinking I did not know she drank Fresca well Fresca contains aspartame and she had never read the label and I was just so surprised because I'm a label fanatic and I I like to know what I'm consuming and putting into my body Uh, I'm also a label fanatic and I make people crazy but I'm always so surprised when people complain about certain certain symptoms but they never think about what they're putting into their bodies every day when you research on the web you can read on many sites that consumers report headaches like we experience dizziness rashes 
bloating, nausea, diarrhea, and digestive problems after ingesting artificial sweeteners. So many people think they need to consume diet products when really they're consuming products that are not supportive to your body and are really not light and diet products. There's there's a very big... um, uh, advertising thing that's made people believe in these diet products that that really don't work and aren't good for you. So to put this into perspective, because again, just like our family member who said, "Oh, you know, no, I'm I'm eating really healthy." Do you drink diet soda, eat sugar-free ice cream, reduced calorie fruit juice, gum, yogurt, sugarless candies, to name a few? You might be ingesting aspartame. So read those labels. And, and Candace, do you remember when we were young that we would see our grandfather, who was a doctor, <laughs> and he would use the saccharin pills? The little saccharin container sat on the Lazy Susan in the middle of their table, and when we used to go visit him, we were always so curious about what that was. They'd never let us try it, <laughs> thank goodness. Thankfully. But, um, <laughs> Thankfully that was, yeah. yeah, that was back way before we knew anything about anything artificial, uh, pretty much um, food at that point was still very um, fresh and not adulterated. So when I was reading about saccharin, because I remembered about our grandpa using that, I read that it was actually banned in 1981, and it was considered carcinogenic because it produced bladder tumors in rats, but it's now unbanned with more than 100 countries worldwide allowing saccharin as a food sweetening additive, um, which totally surprised me and scared me. <laughs> and I, I um, unfortunately, there, there was this mentality through advertising that you need diet this and diet that. And not that sugar is good for you, but by the way, I substituted the artificial sweeteners and sugar with, at the, that time, liquid stevia, but now I just use locally sourced honey for my choice of sweetener. Uh, and I still I still use stevia for a little bit. I, as, as you get away from the sweets, you don't have the sweet tooth that you had, and you don't need as much of any sweetener, whatever it may be. Right. But um, I do use honey, too. I love both of them. And artificial sweeteners go by so many different names these days, and you have to keep researching because what may have a certain brand name today may be changed tomorrow because of the people who are becoming a little bit wiser to not wanting to consume those artificial sweeteners. So there's uh, there's education that you definitely have to, to do. And I did print off something that was actually had a whole list of these different um, labels, you know, like the zero-calorie drinks, even if it's water, that there's uh, sucralose that uh, is used a lot in all of these, which is not natural. And plus they'll use the name or the word natural, but it's not natural. It's still artificial. Natural means nothing anymore. <laughs> right. Uh, and a lot of these, and we're going to get into reading labels in, I don't know if it's next week's show or the following week, but... Um, there's so many different, even when it looks just like water, just like lemon water, take a look at right. those labels and see this particular one I'm looking at. Natural flavors, which actually natural flavors are not natural. Many of them include animal products, um, citric acid, sodium 
And some of them are MSG-based, too. Right, right. Sodium polyphosphate, potassium sorbate, potassium benzoate, sucralose. uh, I can't even pronounce some of these. Um, Calcium disodium EDTA. So uh, take a look at anything that is a flavored water or um, anything that says zero or diet. And take a look if there's any sort of symptoms that you've had, um, a lot of stomach issues, gut issues that are happening that could very well be caused by those artificial ingredients that you're consuming. Oh, absolutely. There's just so much stuff in our food now that is just so bad for us. And um, the more ingredients there is in the label, the less you want to ingest it. You want products that have very few ingredients and natural ingredients, I mean real ingredients, not chemical ingredients. You know, what I love to do is I will brew myself some teas in the morning and I put them into ball jars and I'll take them with me. And so I always have something that I know. If I want something more than just water to drink, that I always have something with me that supports me. Um, I always like to drink uh, ginger teas, peppermint teas. My digestion I always like to support along with my essential oils. And so once you do start looking for alternative choices, one of the segments, Candy, that we need to um, schedule for the future is something about teas. And, uh, oh, absolutely, because that, that be I have a huge tea, that. A tea shop in my, in my herb shop in my shop. And, uh, of course, we drink tea all the time there, and we're always getting everybody to eat. I mean, to eat, drink, to drink wonderful herbal teas and, right. and healing teas. And we have a whole lot of the medical medium-based um, um, herbal teas. So we are big on tea. Big, and I think you have a couple hundred different teas. I have at least a couple hundred different teas. (laughs) At last count. So someone's going to say, what? You know, there's that many choices. But the the herbs, when you combine them together into teas uh, and consume them, is just so healing and can be so supportive for your body. So that's my thoughts tonight about aspartame and and why uh, it came back up. And I wanted to share it because even... A family member who knows that they can come to us for answers and know that we encourage healthy, clean eating was consuming a drink that they had never looked at the label. So uh, read your labels, and uh, you will find that there's some certain ingredients that may be hidden or in plain sight there. Yes, absolutely. Read labels, and uh, I'm one of those that, that clogs up the lines at the grocery store by, or the aisles of the grocery store by reading every single label. <laughs> but we're very grateful that you do that. <laughs> Thank you Thank so you. much, Candice. <laughs> okay, thanks. Thank you, Tiffany. Coming up next, it's time for our roundtable discussion. Healing Life Wisdom will be right back. It's time for our roundtable discussion, so let me bring Juliana back on the line and Candace back on the line. Are you there, girls? All here. We're here. <laughs> okay. So now's the time for our listeners to call in and ask questions about tonight's topics. The number, once again, is 929-477-3082. 
And Jules, I'm going to turn the segment over to you to start the conversation so that I, if anyone calls in, that I can jump off the line and um, okay. talk to them before I bring them on. Yeah, so anything wonderful. You to, do you want to start well, with anything? I do, I do just want to ask you really quick, Tiffany. You said you were making tea in the morning and you were putting them in what? Ball. You were putting glass, the tea in a ball. Glass, glass ball jars. Glass have you ever, ball. Have you ever done any canning, Juliana? Yeah. Is that what you're... <laughs> those are ball. B-A-L-L. <laughs> ball jars. I, I just thought fine because I like the big size Yeah, no, them. that's super cool. And they're, they're actually cheap, too, and you can find, like, right. a whole a whole thing. But that's a fabulous idea. Because yeah. even, i got to tell you, even if you go somewhere sometimes and you ask for tea, it's I always leave without a voice. If I drink cold tea somewhere, like from a restaurant. Oh, I, interesting. Yeah, I always have issues, and I think to myself, what? What kind of tea did they just use, or is it nasty water? Because, um, yeah, so I just, I do not, you know, I'm having a hard time even eating out anymore because I'm suffering from, you know, I mean, I don't know what they're using, but I'm having a lot of issues at certain places. You know, I'm getting um, my voice, I lose my voice, I... um, it seems all respiratory and head. So I don't know if it's the MSG that people are putting in their foods because it's not just like a, um, you know, Asian food it, that MSG is used in. They seem to use it in a lot of different things. So you have to be really careful. You absolutely I'm, do because MSG yeah. is like, there's like 50 different products that have MSG in it. You would never know that they have MSG in there. Oh, my heck. We should really start a... Uh, a list, Tiff. <laughs> I will. We'll do a blog post. You know what I mean? Candace and I will work about yeah. that. That would be awesome. Yeah, the, the medical medium was very big on um, that, of letting you know how much MSG is, is hidden in foods yeah. that you have no idea. Yeah, that's crazy. But, um, well, I just loved that conversation that the two of you just had. And, and I I do have people that, you know, reach for the sodas, the diet soda in particular, and and it drives me crazy. And I actually had a girlfriend who used to use one of those colored packages. And um, and she developed seizures. And this was years ago when we were still, like, in our 20s. And, um, and so she, you know, it was really bad. That stuff is it's pretty gnarly. I, I just, <laughs> you know, if you're, if you're aware that it's in something, I would just, highly encourage you to not not drink it because and Candace I think has really good insights and by the way nobody's called in yet so I'm going to I'm going to keep yapping Um, Candace gets really good insights because she talks to many so many people at her store and trying to get people to change what they're eating is so challenging Mm -hmm. like hurting cats (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. They they are so, uh, I don't know, Addictive. advertising or, or what it is, but they don't believe us when we tell them first off. And, and talking yeah. about the tea at a restaurant, I see people come into my shop all the time, and all their beverages are from Dunkin' Donuts, 7-Eleven, and McDonald's, whether it's tea mm. 
or whatever. And yeah, what's in the tea? What's yeah. The, and um, it's so. Yeah. Sorry, Candy. No, well, you, and you don't know. It's like nobody's making their own tea. They'll come to the shop and have tea, but they're coming in with you know plastic cups full of of drinks from fast food restaurants. Uh huh. And. I have to think that there's some sort of psychological connection to that whole idea because it's just kind of like the whole go to Starbucks to get something. And I think it's a part of the social aspect of um, what people do. I think it's lazy. (laughs) Well, it's definitely can be lazy. That's for darn sure. But I also think there's a social aspect to it. Um, Well, you know, that people feel like they're going somewhere. Because I remember when I used to be on my my Wawa craze, and people <laughs> who live out here on the West are probably not familiar with Wawa. Not familiar with Wawa, yeah. <laughs> but it's huge. Wawa's huge back east. And it's kind of like our West Coast 7-Eleven. But Wawa was, is, like, you know, even more grand in that it has, like, a counter where you can get your sandwiches made and stuff like that. And then they'd, they'd have like a plethora of coffees that you could choose from. And I used to go there every day around three thirty to get my second, you know, um, cup of coffee. And, and it was a part of me getting out of the house and going to do this thing. And, um, and so, you know, I stopped that, of course, but it, I do remember that it was a part of getting out of the house, and I would go do this thing. So I think there's a lot of things that we have to work on and educate people to, you know, giving them alternatives for that, that social connection or, um, you know, my dad eats out every day, and it is a part of his social life and um, you know at this point he's 81 and he can do whatever he wants to do but (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah so I when I look at all of this stuff I always to myself do people stop and think about all of the hospitals that we are building just for children do you ever just sit and think to yourself hey you know what it doesn't seem right that we are building hospitals just for children that we have that many sick children that we have to specifically build hospitals that just cater to them I mean if that doesn't trigger a red light and the sirens and oh my god what's going on because it just doesn't seem right you know (laughs) It doesn't trigger anything because I have the discussion all the time at the shop about when we were children and up to probably I was maybe 18 or 20, children didn't have all these diseases they have now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is new. This is the start of all the change in our medical system and the, the medicating and the, and the change in the foods um, being yeah. Um, not pure anymore. I think there's a huge thing, and nobody seems to understand, even adults, you know, that lived then. I was like, oh, and you remind them. I was like, you know, people didn't get sick like that. Yeah. We're not all these hospitals. I said, we didn't go to the doctor, I don't know, for years and years and years. There was no reason we weren't sick. Yeah. Also, 
which I talk about too, are as dogs and cats. Oh my God! So dogs did not have those diseases they have now. They do. No, they, they did not. No. And that has to be the medication that they're being given for heartworm and for all this stuff that is toxic to their bodies. Yeah. Where they're getting diseases that they never had. Oh yeah, and the food. The food. Oh my God! Same, same thing with the people. People and the animals are getting the same thing. Lots of medication, lots of impure food, lots of additives, lots of toxins. So yeah. nobody seems to think this is odd or, you know, unusual or, gee, this is only in the last maybe, you know, 40, 50 years. What changed? But there's no uh, comprehension of that. Yeah. So I'm going to jump I, back in when yeah. you have a moment, Jill. Go ahead. Yeah, no, no, no. I just, I totally agree. I mean, it just. So. We were really blessed because our mother, Aline, uh, for some amount of time after Candy was born and before I was born, she uh, studied science of mind. And actually, to right before she passed, back in 2015, she was still reading science of mind every day. And Candace talked about this a little bit earlier. So when we were young and we had a tummy ache or whatever, seemed probably it was mainly tummy aches, she would say, you're having bad thoughts, think happy thoughts. And I'm so blessed and thankful to my mom that she taught us that because for us, it was definitely a very strong foundation to change our thinking. And it's, it's something that has served us very, very well. Now, our mother, bless her heart, she drank Coca-Cola every single day <laughs> right <laughs> yes, into her did. 90s. Um, she seemed to... In her very later years, I feel like a lot of these things can be very, very cumulative over many years. And uh-huh. and and so things that may not show up to me in my 60s, in my 90s, and my 100s, <laughs> uh, if I were not eating really, really healthy and clean, there can be issues that come up. What I found with my mom in her later years when I was caring for her for her final five years, and you go to the doctors, if, you're, if your parents over 80 – they don't want to do anything. Mm-hmm. And so they they don't do the same tests. It's like, no, we, you know, she's, she's above the age where we do that test or whatever. And for her, because it concerned her, I wanted to support her on that path that to get whatever sort of medical attention that she felt that she needed. But it really wasn't until in her nineties when she started having health effects that uh, from a diet that, <laughs> Uh, was not um, certainly the way I want to eat for the rest of my mm-hmm. life. So it's very interesting to see the yeah. cumulative effects of a lot of these things where uh, you might, and again, she did not take medication. She she would just put up with certain things, I guess, uh, as, as they came up. She never complained about anything with her health. And, and so it's uh, interesting to see Again, it's going to affect everybody differently, but why mm-hmm. not start supporting your body now and cleaning oh. and cleaning now so that you can live a really healthful, productive life? And so I, I wanted to, to throw <clears throat> that in there. Yeah, I also, um, uh, about mom's health, but our, both our parents' health and my husband's parents' health, both did not take, all four of them did not take medication in their lives, basically. Wow. And they all lived in their 90s, and every one of them died of old age. There was no disease. Right. Wow. Yes. And my in-laws always felt that um, 
if you went to the hospital, you went there to die. So they didn't go to the hospital and they didn't go to the doctor. And plus, they were very <laughs> oh poor early on yeah. in their in their life that they, they didn't have the money to go to the doctor. And then we were raised with the difference: you don't need to go to the doctor; you can heal yourself. But everybody's always amazed, and I said, my my parents and my in-laws all died in their mid nineties of old age. Wow. Nobody. My mother-in-law never went in the hospital her whole life of 94 years, except to have children. My father-in-law was never in the hospital. Um, I don't. I don't think mom was, except for children either. Right. And, and a facelift. And a facelift. <laughs> <laughs> well, she and had a very young boyfriend then. <laughs> <laughs> right. But anyway, it, I, I think you know. It's a whole different um, way of being, and, and like my in-laws, you said, like Mom Coke, my in-laws lived on white bread, um, cold cuts, and beer. Oh, my God. So, that was so then you look and you go, is it the diet or is it the medications that I think, are well, I think more it's damaging? Both, but but um, remember, with us, too, we didn't start bad food until we were probably in our... 20s when the food started to change because as we were growing up our food was very pure right and and it didn't have all the processed food and the packaged food and you didn't have the yeah. there was coke but you know there wasn't the the packaging um the food and processed food that we have now um but i think it's so much the medications because they're, they're just so um toxic they have so many yeah. bad side effects, and then the people are given so many medications, one on top of another, that, again, then we get into the liver from last week, then your liver is totally overwhelmed and cannot handle all the toxins, and then it goes into your system and fouls up your mm-hmm. whole body. So. I feel, too, that when you're more conscious of what you're putting into your body, it's easier, um, well, you're, you're, you're more aware of your mind and how you feel. So, you know, there's just like this whole, uh, who was it that told me um, food is information that has to be processed? So like when you're putting the food into your body, it's information and your body is having to process all this and think about it. And I just, I know if I eat crappy, um, I feel crappy. And my thought process and my ability to make decisions is not good. So I really have and do try to be a lot more aware of what I'm eating. And um, and I pretty much know when I put something in my mouth <laughs> if I, if what kind of effect it's going to have on me. And, um, you know, it's just like, Tiffany, when I would come to see you in Fraser Park and we'd go to the the vegetarian place, and the love alone that was infused into that food and the way that they were making it, you just felt so good, you know? Right. You can feel the and, vibration oh, of it, gosh. the love there's, vibration, right? <laughs> there's nothing like eating food that has an awesome vibration to it that's clean, and um I'm looking forward to learning more about that for a lot of reasons that I'll talk about at another time. <laughs> but um, but but I'm very motivated to to take my intake to the next level. So, what I want to encourage important. everyone to do is to listen mm-hmm. to their bodies. And Juliana, you just touched upon that about listening. I I get a spot in my back. 
that starts to ache when I've eaten something that I shouldn't. And yeah. I don't know why my body does that, I, I, but I listen to it, and I feel, I want to, to acknowledge how my body feels. And I think a lot of people don't do that. They're not as aware when they're eating. Mm-hmm. They're simply eating, eating for other reasons. And so yeah. maybe emotional, maybe whatever. Mm-hmm. So you don't think about listening to your body when you're simply putting food in it and especially junk food into it because you're trying to mask something else. Oh, I think, didn't I say last week, I know why I stick a blue chip in my mouth. I mean, <laughs> you know, I chomp on chips because it's my, it's my um, nerves, you know, like I like to chew, so I'll eat blue chips. Um, you know, I, emotional eating absolutely has been a part of my life and um, I'm much better at it. I'm much more aware, but, um, you know, I was raised mostly by my Portuguese grandma and and food was, food was for everything. You know, it was how they, how love was shared. It was how, um, if you were bored, you ate, if you were sad, you ate. If you were happy, you ate. And I think food in general is like that in many families. And um, I think it could be fun if you, you know, if you taught how to <laughs> eat the right things, but not, not for emotional reasons. And I'm very in tune to when I do things. I, wasn't it the other night, didn't I say something to you, Tiffany, about the first thing Steve and I thought was, uh, where's the ice cream? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you got we were triggered. Both like, yeah, right. we got triggered, and we were both like, um, you know, who's going to walk down to the quarter store to buy a pint of Ben and Jerry's ice cream at 830 at night? And <laughs> I have to say, we both got through last week with no ice cream. So that was a good thing. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, And I want to let all of our listeners know we are not perfect. By any means, oh my there are God. things that definitely <laughs> trigger us, and we know better. So yeah, it's it's okay. It's okay. It just take some baby steps. If if you're wanting to improve your wellness, just take some baby steps. Yeah, none of us is perfect. I mean, I I really try, but you know, there's just moments where I can't tell you that I'm. I might not walk down to the the corner store sometime this week <laughs> and and get um or you know or, or go get some yogurt or just try to make a better choice um with with something that's not gonna increase my hips or or make <laughs> me not feel good but uh these are lifelong things that you know food for me has been a lifelong thing. Freshman year of high school, I don't know if a lot of people realize this, but I, I weighed 180 pounds. I what? was in a size, yeah, size 15, 16. And, um, and how tall are you? I know, I know, <laughs> five feet tall, five feet tall. So I was yeah. extremely voluptuous. And, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, so food has always just been a big, big thing. And I shared last week, you know, like with the drinking, you know, that that's something that uh, several family members have challenges with. And, and I definitely have had mine. And 
and I I know when. Well, I I don't do it now, but I know I know when and why. If I get that urge, like oh my gosh, I wish I just had a glass of wine. I know if it's because I'm trying to stuff something down um, versus perhaps just having a glass of wine because it tastes good. Um, so th- it's a lot, you know, we're all just doing our thing. We're all just trying to help each other be aware and to be better. And and I'm so grateful for the lessons that both of you have have brought my way. So I, my hope with this radio show is that somebody out there is listening and maybe the next time they go for a Diet Coke, they think of you. They think of us. And, and, you know, and they pretend right. that we're somewhere looking. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to come out. We're going to come you out know, from I, around the corner. <laughs> I just had some mugs made for that have the Healing Life Wisdom logo on it. Maybe I need to put our photos on it, too. Say, so, say, so we're uh-huh. watching you. Exactly. We're, we're watching, watching you. you. Have, yeah. have tea with us. Yeah. And, again, it's not because we're perfect because, oh, my gosh. Right. I'm trying to think, what did I do? To, what did I, oh, I know what I did bad today. <laughs> In fact, I did... I did make a choice today that probably wasn't the best choice, but whatever. So what what you're going to do is you're was it something you ate? It was something I ate, yeah. Okay, so you're going to just keep checking in tonight and checking in tomorrow, see what your body's saying about that. Yeah. And then that's what yeah. I found is like because when I feel bad the next day, it's like I'm not. Why do I do this? And that people say, oh, you have such self-control. It has nothing to do with that. I just don't want to feel bad. I want to feel yeah. good. And it's, yeah. so it's like, oh, yeah, now I remember why I didn't want to eat that. And <laughs> yeah. because I don't want to feel this way. Yeah. Corn does Can that I just to put, me. Um, put a point yeah, in here? Please. Yeah, mm-hmm. Um I recently have had trouble with a skin rash. And so one of the things that... Um, I discovered, and Tiffany and I talked about this, was muscle testing. Yeah. And so as I would go towards making a choice, even not even a, a bad choice, but just choice, would do muscle testing. And sh- should I eat this or should I not? So I'm asking my body, do you want this or not? Mm. And sometimes it would say yes and sometimes it would say no. And I thought that to be so helpful because it was almost like my body doesn't want that. It just said no. <laughs> yeah. A lot of so times I, I wouldn't. Do that. I wouldn't, you know, if I wanted a cookie, I'd go, I'd go you know, should I have a cookie? And, and like, no. Well, sometimes I said yes. <laughs> so I thought it was very helpful because I felt I was communicating with my body and it was telling me, no, thank you. <laughs> Don't send that down. <laughs> or sure, go ahead. <laughs> and what I want to do, Candace, is do a blog post about that because I have a feeling there's a lot of our listeners that don't know what muscle testing is. So we'll do a blog post on that okay. so that you understand okay. how to – you can do muscle testing with somebody else or you can do it by yourself. Like right. Well, I didn't saying. know until recently you could you – could, I thought you had to have somebody do it with you. And then oh, okay. um, one of my customers, um, she has one where you um, you have it with you, do it with your hands, but she has you stand up and you ask the question. And if you move forward, if you just – your body just um, automatically goes forward, that's a yes and backwards a no. And the pan one doesn't work as well with me, but the – Standing up does, it works every time. Hmm. That's awesome. So. I've never tried it. that way. So your body just like would lean forward or lean back? It would lean forward. And you, you can't, you know, okay. it's like muscle tight. You can't, you know, it's like, okay, it's going forward. 
<laughs> but um, I try wow. to warm my hands, and I, you know, because you ask it a question, you can ask it a yes or no question. So I asked if my name was Gertrude, and it said yes. It's like no, <laughs> no, it's not Gertrude. Oh my god! <laughs> but if I did the standing up one, my name is not Gertrude. So. <laughs> oh my But gosh. I thought that was very, very helpful, and it, to me, it was again like being uh, respectful of my body. Do you want this? Is this okay mm-hmm. to send down? And it's going no. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes it did like, go ahead, send the cookie down. You need it today, you know. But I think that's, again, being more aware of what your body does and does not want. So you don't, like you say, don't have to have the bad reaction tomorrow that you rue what you ate. (laughs) Mm. And and this is not a journey about not, about depriving yourself. You don't have to be deprived. That's just a false sense in your head because, it's not a diet. It's not being deprived. It's simply fueling your body, mind, and spirit. And there mm-hmm. are other cookies out there that <laughs> read the ingredients and yeah. see if there's something that you might be able to substitute that is not some heavily processed right. packaged yeah. cookie. If that's mm-hmm. what you have a craving for, you will find as you start eating cleaner that you just don't crave certain things. And But... This isn't, and nobody believes as, that when you tell them that. <laughs> I know. But as soon as you tell but me I true. have to go on a diet, forget it, then I eat everything. Yeah. So yeah. it's something that just triggers. And so I just want to make a um, real strong point of that is that this is not depriving yourself. This is just no. supporting yourself and loving your yourself and your body. And it's amazing how you can feel. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, so definitely. any other topic, there's um, no callers, and, okay. and so any other topics that we want to cover, or do we want to wrap it up? I think we should wrap it up tonight. There's a lot to think Good. about for everybody. Yeah, that's a I lot. Know, it is a lot. And Candace, you said that some of your customers who were listening last week were like, we're taking notes furiously during the they show. They were taking so they notes, do. yes. I thought it was so they, cute. <laughs> right. They digest it, um, take Aww. the notes, read it, and then they come in and talk to Candace in the store. So that's, yes. yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, and 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 uh, while I don't have a physical location, um, people are more than welcome to email me at uh, jules at sacredweave dot com, and uh, or reach out through private messenger on Facebook. Um, it's a little bit easier to get an email because messenger, I I uh, don't always know if it's. Uh, Real, because <laughs> I have so many pages, it's hard to manage. So, but I'm I too here am here. If you have any questions, perfect. Thank you so much, and I hope you both have fabulous weeks. And look forward to talking with you again next Sunday night. Okay, Thanks, and I'll, I'll be thinking right. about more Tiffany candy uh, memories. Because <laughs> <Okay. laughs> I, I don't remember everything we've told you. <laughs> That's so funny. And yet I do. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. Love you guys. (laughs) Love you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. That wraps up this episode of Healing Life Wisdom Radio. I'd like to thank my guests, including Candice Lichione and Jules Avalar, and thank all of our listeners for joining in the conversation. We invite you to follow this show on the Blog Talk Radio website, where you can click the Follow button on our show page to receive reminders on upcoming episodes. And be sure to check out our website at HealingLifeWisdom.com, where you can also sign up for our newsletter, 
And I'm very busy. We post several new blogs uh, each week. And Candace and Jules share their information in blogs. And check out the new swag. I mentioned that we have some new mugs and such for Healing Life Wisdom. And you can have a cup of Healing Life Wisdom tea while you're listening to the show. Healing Life Wisdom Radio is recorded, and we invite you to share the link for this episode with your friends and family, or just send them to our website for the archived episodes. Tune in next week when we'll be discussing the importance of reading food labels. Jules will be sharing info on lavender essential oil, one of my favorites, and we'll talk about middle-of-the-night wake-up calls. May this week bring you new awareness healing, and blessings of health, happiness, and love. Let's keep the discussion going. I'm Tiffany Windsor, and this is Healing Life Wisdom. Good night.